Hi, this is Steve Colazzo from Odyssey, and you're listening to The Real Redding Podcast. Hello! I'm Hugh Forbes. I'm Jenny Slevin. And I'm Tom Canning. And welcome to episode 23 of The Real Reading Podcast. We're recording this on Tuesday the 3rd of July. And this week's guest is Stephen Colazzo from the 80s band Odyssey, who will be on stage next Friday at Ready Pop Festival. If you're enjoying our ramblings about Reading, and let's face it, who isn't, um, please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Friday morning. And if you want to get involved in the show, you can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod, Facebook by searching Real Reading Podcast, we're on Instagram, and please, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. As well as the interview with Stephen this week, we have all the usual features, including what we've liked, and Four Explains It All, which Hugh is about this week... This is about a very exciting new plan for the former site of the uh, Civic Centre in Reading, near the Hexagon. A very grand, ambitious uh, project, which details of which were announced this week and we will talk about later on. I don't believe you can say the words old Civic Centre without adding asbestos-filled. As- asbestos-filled, <laughs> headache-inducing. Yeah. Thanks, Hugh. We'll, we'll come to that shortly. Um, a little bit of feedback, not directly, but this is based on an article you wrote, Hugh, uh, 11 Derelict Buildings in Reading, um, and you wrote that over the weekend, or, or for the weekend, and there was a little bit of feedback from our friends at the blog, uh, Reading on Thames. It says, uh, thanks to at Real Reading Pod, I hear the voice of at Hugh Fort in my head when reading his articles. Oh dear. Lucky. Lucky guy. <laughs> uh, or, or, or girl. Uh, I don't think we know the, the, the gender, so we'll just we'll keep it we'll keep it neutral. Um, regarding Speedway, it's the site of the proposed replacement that went in that went industrial. The original site was earmarked for offices, but my bet now would be houses. Uh, and as I mentioned, that's from Reading on Thames on our Twitter page. Interestingly, Reading on Thames, we have invited them on the podcast. No reply yet, so perhaps when they Ooh. listen to this, I know they're listeners, mm. they'll check their DMs on Twitter and we'll we'll have Reading on Thames on the podcast very, very soon soon on to what we've liked this week this week I have liked the news from the University of Reading that appeared on Twitter and has got got a bit viral this was fantastic yes (laughs) Um, but the University of Reading has decided to fund 14 either full or partial scholarships for refugees living in Reading to complete their academic studies at Reading University Um, from my point of view, this is fantastic news. The, you know, we, Reading Borough Council had already committed to taking a number of refugee families a few years ago, um, and now Reading University is offering to fund their the rest of their education. And you know, they they, they should be able to continue their education. It's fantastic news. But apparently, a few people have, have got a bit upset by this news, um, and so University of Reading took to Twitter. Uh, yesterday on Monday to say we've had feedback over the last week that some people are unhappy with our plan to offer up 14 scholarships to refugees living in the local area to these people we would like to say tough jog on and uh, (laughs) the tweet has been it's been retweeted more than 10,000 times now it's had 30,000 likes Um, there are thousands and thousands of comments from supporters who have got nothing to do with the university as well as of course of course current students and and alumni from the university um and people are obviously 
comparing the tweet to the Museum of English Rural Life. Say people, you mean we, us. Other people as well. I've seen a few more people talking about it. Okay. uh, Requesting for University of Reading branded tough jog on slogan (laughs) t shirts. Um, But yeah, it's been compared to the Museum of English Rural Life's absolute unit tweet, which I think that the joke of that is still ongoing. I think so. I'm happy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that you've started a poll. We so started gonna... a poll, yes, on our Real Reading podcast Twitter page. Um, which one do you like more right now? Um, as it's only Tuesday, this has got two days left. Um, so uh, by Friday, it'll obviously be complete. But go and find out. It's had 656 votes. Um, currently, the Merle is winning by 65% compared to the University of Reading. But certainly, the the two have shared some uh, what we'll call banter between them, <laughs> uh, between themselves as well, which has been really, really great. So, to be perfectly frank, anything that raises the profile of of Reading institutions such as the Merle and the University of Reading is great. And if they can help some people along the way, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like I said, it, it has got a lot of support. Obviously, there are a few people that don't support the plan or the University of Reading's tweet. I've seen a lot of people saying that they are stunting debate, um, which apparently, well, you know, universities shouldn't stunt debate, they should encourage debate. But if the debate is people who have been forced out of their homes by a war they didn't ask for, shouldn't be able to continue yeah. their education, then I think, you know, debate over. I, I think they you should. can just refer them to the original University of Reading tweet, frankly. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think also the... the the, the similar point that people like to make about refugees coming to this country is apparently that their main aim is to live in council houses and live off benefits. Oh, so, everyone's dream so, life. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and so they were complaining about that, but they'd also apparently be complaining about those people being given a chance to have education, which will then be allowed an easier way to get back into get, get into the system and contribute to the country and all that sort of stuff. But apparently, that's not acceptable either. So. Who knows what what they want? Well done, Uni of Reading. And while you bring up that point, just very quickly, because (laughs) the University of Reading has made clear that there are a plethora of other bursaries and scholarships available to UK residents. So if you are concerned that you're missing out because a refugee is getting your spot at university, don't be. There are plenty of opportunities (laughs) for you as well. Hugh, if you're as passionate about that uh, that tweet and that subject as you are about what you've liked this week, then I'll be <laughs> delighted. I I am. Here we go. I've been waiting. For this. I've been waiting for this for ages. <laughs> um, it's some good news this week for the long-suffering uh, people of West Berkshire, of which what I am one. And I think I may have touched on this in the previous podcast. Is that I think we're long-suffering. <laughs> Is that people who live in the the, uh, the areas of West Berkshire, which are essentially in Reading, like Calcot, Thiel, Burfield Common, Mortimer, etc., have not been allowed to use the, the rubbish tip in Reading due to due to uh, West Berkshire pulling its funding for it. And for for ages, we've been waiting for improvements to be made to the one the centre in Padworth, which was a recycling centre, and is now able to take all types of rubbish. So previously, we had to drive to Newbury if we wanted to get rid of our, get rid of our rubbish bags. For, say if we were, you know, obviously they collect, they do collect rubbish from us. But say if you're clearing out your house or you're doing a lot of, a lot of work somewhere and you've got a lot of rubbish um, that you need to get rid of, you'd have to drive to Newbury, which is quite a long way from Calcot. It is. Um, and now we have that in Padworth, which is a very short distance from Calcot, Thiel, and places <coughs> like that. So it was important for the for them to do this because people were. I've had a lot, lot of calls and a lot of emails from people complaining about this this situation, which was pretty ridiculous to be honest. Um, this was delayed and delayed and delayed but finally it's been done and the changes have been made and they started on Monday um, so 
people like myself in West Berkshire should be very happy at that. Um, obviously, people are encouraged not to put too much into landfill anyway and to continue to sort their recycling. Um, in West Berkshire, the recycling system is excellent, I think, um, but there was just nowhere for for us Reading folk, West Berkshire Reading folk, to, to dump bad rubbish, if you like. <laughs> but now, <they're, laughs> but now there is, and I'm very happy about it. I mean, I don't have to write about it again for a while. It's just nice. Well, yeah, that's why I was going to ask. I, I'm by no way belittling the the plight of the people of West Berkshire who haven't been able to to use small mead tip for the last two years. Three. Three. three has years, it been three years? It was 20, three, yeah. 2015, 2016. Um, but you know, does it mean that you're going to shut up about it now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I haven't used it yet. I haven't used it yet. There may well be some flaw in it. I I, I need to rant about. <laughs> Maybe the skips aren't big enough. Oh, please be. The queues, the traffic might be too long. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, I'm sure I'll find something. Mine this week is about uh, something that has plagued Reading drivers, Reading buses. How's that sponsorship coming on? Do you know? Oh, that's another thing that we need to shut up about. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Cow Lane has reopened. The Cow Lane bridges have reopened. Now, I've not fully read the story, which I should do, obviously, uh, but I understand it's still traffic lighted currently, but it's open to traffic both ways, which will just be huge for traffic in the town centre and around Reading and people coming through. Um, I just think it's wonderful news it's reopened. Um, do we know when it's going to properly reopen? Quite a long time. January. January. Oh, yeah. I think it's God. been delayed by about six months. It was supposed it's, to finish in August. Yeah. And yeah, it's been about a six month delay. No, it's been delayed partially. Um, one of the things that and this, this is so very this happens quite a lot. It happened in Wokingham and delayed their town centre regeneration by okay. months as well. When when people dig people doing work dig down and they find old pipes and old cables and everything like that that, that have not been put in properly sixty years ago. <laughs> they don't know who it belongs to. They have to remove it, and it takes. It's, yeah. it's a it's a bureaucratic and also a physical. I guess it's fair enough, there. but just cut through it. Come on, just dig it out. We <laughs> 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 won't have Reading Festival next year because there's no electricity. But sure, <laughs> small price to pay for Cow Lane reopening both yeah, ways without actually, traffic lights. I don't think it would be that bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, now it's time for Fort explains it all. Is a, we're going to talk about a very interesting and exciting plan which could see a fairly run-down part of Reading um, completely regenerated into something that's quite, quite essentially quite exciting, I think. It's the, um, it's the area, it's called the Hosier Street, Hosier Street Master Plan. Um, but that's, that's a little bit misleading because Hosier Street is at one, right at one, at one end of it, but it's the area near the hexagon where the old Civic, civic centre used to be. Um, asbestos filled asbestos filled civic centre yes many reporters <laughs> old reporters in, in Reading will remember sitting in the council chamber and getting a headache from the, from the lights <laughs> in there um, that was knocked down uh, two years ago and um, since then the council has promised um, that there will be a fairly extensive regeneration of that area and um, we've been waiting for quite a while for it so uh, you know it's for, for a council to knock down its own building to move somewhere else and then leave an area empty it's a bit of a risk because people will start complaining about what they're going to do with it but they have this week announced what it's going to be and it sounds like it's a quite exciting 
plan. This is a draft plan, first of all. So the council has uh, subsequently put it out to public consultation for people to have their say in what they think about it. It will then go back to the council, um, who will take in any feedback and produce potentially changes to this existing plan based on uh, the feedback of the public, and then and then we'll go from there. So it's, it's kind of a long-term thing, but the area would. Um, essentially see there's three there's three sections to it they're called the hexagon quarter minster square and the area um it in st mary's butts stroke oxford road um the hexagon quarter is obviously near the, near the hexagon theater and it would see um see a distinctive dense and high quality multifunctional urban quarter What's that? <laughs> means, means a bit of a a bit of a modern revamp. Um, they're looking at sort of a plaza outside outside the theatre, which you can have right. big screens and uh, maybe public performances and stuff like that. And then the um, Queen's Walk, um, which is the the little what's what it an alley? Uh, it's, a, it's, a walk, it's a walkway. It's a bit it? where Pepe Sale, Beer, Beer House, and yeah, and yeah, and that would be tr- that's going to be. Uh, essentially done up with plants and um, seating and sort of play, play stuff nice. as well to make it because it's a bit grey and miserable down there so that's the um, the hexagon area and then there's Minster Square and this is the oldest part of Reading I found out uh, it's around the it's around the Reading Minster Church and there'll be another potentially another um, another type of sort of public seating area and they're looking at putting seats and stuff into um on the wall by the church as well, for just to make it more comfortable. Um, it's quite a narrow walkway there, isn't mm, there? There are yeah. kind of three or four bus stops in a row, yeah. and it's quite narrow. And then they've got the church wall, and you always see it's people a, sitting on the church wall yeah. waiting for their bus. It's a very busy part of part of town, particularly for people waiting for buses there. Yeah, the the, um, the other thing, looking at a bigger bigger market area and reducing the traffic in St Mary's Bus, which currently is one of the busiest areas for buses in the town. So we we'll have to look and wait and see. Um, what they propose for that um, it's where a lot of people go to catch buzz so that's an interesting interesting idea um, certainly and the final part is the St Mary's Butts and Oxford Road area around the front of the Broad Street Mall um, which is essentially looking at making it a bit more pedestrian friendly a bit more space essentially and again more seating and um, things like that so it's a really grand uh, idea and it would also uh, eventually see the police station potentially going being redeveloped or knocked down the Thames Valley Police have been saying for ages that they're looking to move out of there it's too, apparently it's too big right. um, for, for the operation that they have now uh, there's too much space and this is kind of you know usual thing with an old fashioned building uh, they want to be more high tech so that is likely to be developed and also what I didn't know um, my understanding was when the when this project was going to happen Reading Magistrates Court would would remain there as a kind of looking like a little bit of a block in a, <laughs> in a modern development but that that apparently is also um, included in the development um, whether it will close and move to another location or whether it will be revamped and stay as it is I, I don't know um, provides all sort of logistic problems not having a magistrate's court in Reading um, mm. but um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see the police haven't yet announced their own plans this is a very long term thing it's yeah. not going to spring up overnight by any means there's a planning commission they've got to get people in um, so this is the kind of draft about what's going to be there there's no specifics in terms of actual um, 
shops and stuff like that. There's going to be a lot of housing, but again, kind of no no numbers. I mean, it, it, it almost certainly will be flats. Um, it has been suggested in the past that it would have it would have supermarket on it to replace the Fry Street Sainsbury's when that eventually closes. But that's that's the only thing sort of specific that that is included that has been said has been said publicly about what's going to be there so it's something to keep an eye on I'm sure it'll keep us going for a, a good long time as it develops but the uh, public consultation is out there and plans are available if anyone wants to have a look it'll be on the council's website Does that affect any of the container plan at all? Um, no They haven't said anything about Broad Street Mall at all No have, I don't believe Broad Street Mall is included in the No the, the own, I know the owners of Broad Street Mall have got their own plans to Nothing sort of specific, but there's it, the documentation sort of says something about this. Their their aim to improve it generally. Um, that whole bit of town, Hosier Street, and where they want to to have the the urban the urban what's it called the uh, urban market. market. Yeah, 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 that was it. Market. Box market, that was it. Needs needs something there, and that 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 market is is a temporary, supposedly a temporary thing. Right. So, um, I'm you could easily just have it for its temporary period and before any building work is done at all so as you said no, this is going to be a little while yet anyway yeah, isn't it so there's a plan to there's still a plan to knock down the nightclub there and potentially do something with that site as well so big change is on the way for that part of town but don't hold your breath it's <laughs> going to be it's going to be a while but it's quite exciting it'll be certainly if it does get going and say Let's be optimistic. Two years. <laughs> very excited to see how it how it develops and what specifically what what it looks like and who they what they have there essentially as the as it is revealed down the line. The more specifics of the plan at the moment. You've just got we're going to have a massive redevelopment yeah. of the areas. <laughs> so so yeah so that is an area very much in need of a, a regeneration and we're in the early stages of what it might be so Great. I think it's quite exciting Thanks Hugh um, Now we've got a pre-recorded interview with Stephen Colazzo from Odyssey uh, Roll the tape Hi, this is Steve Colazzo from Odyssey and you're listening to The Real Reading Podcast with Steve Colazzo from 80s soul band Odyssey uh, who are headlining the Friday night of Ready Pop Festival. Now Steve has very kindly come in to join us. Hey Steve, how are you doing? Hey, how are you going? Very, very well, thank you. Very well. Um, I'm really pleased you've been able to to come and come and see us. Yeah. Um, you are probably the, I think you're the third singer of a band that's joined us on the podcast okay. after Suggs right. and uh, a chap called Pete from Pete and the Pirates who were a, a noughties sort of indie rock band in, oh, okay. in the UK had a bit of radio play on Radio 1 so oh, um, talk to me a little bit you live in Reading don't you? I sure do Caversham to be exact excellent so how did how did a man who has been in a famous band 
in the United States, and you, you've topped the charts in the United States, mm-hmm. and had some had some well known well known songs over here. Uh, remind, remind us a couple of your songs. Oh, uh, Native New Yorker, Use It Up, Wear It Out, uh, Looking for a Way Out, Going Back to My Roots, Inside Out. We've had five top ten hits in this country, Fantas- in this country as well. Fantastic. Yeah. So, okay, so as, as I say, how does a, how does a man such as yourself end up living in in Cavisham in Reading? Well, it's going to start out disappointingly oh okay but, um, <laughs> but it works out to be really good as it has uh before here i lived in basingstoke oh right okay and uh, <laughs> well i say lived in basingstoke i think the term is more like i slept in basingstoke right. and uh so to get everywhere i needed to go it was a hub train station and the m3 yeah and then they decided they were going to make a a, a a dumb motorway smart and it was going to take years yes. to do and uh, it was really becoming a nightmare. So I found myself coming up the uh, the Reading Road to to get the A4 yes. to get into London really quick. And a couple of times I thought, oh, let me just pop in and have a look around. Yep. And I did. And I did some research on the train station. It's an even more major hub than, yeah. than Basingstoke. Yeah. And I thought, hmm. And uh, so I just started looking for some place to, to lay my head. Um, and now I actually live here in Cavisham. It's a lovely neighborhood. It's a it's a lovely place. It's it's. I love coming home to it from London. People let you cross the street if you're <laughs> driving. People let you out, yeah. let you in. Uh, you know, people smile at you if you make eye contact with them long enough. I love it. So on our podcast, we are huge fans of the of the train station. It appears to be one of those things that, as in in this current modern world, seems to have mm. actually been built for purpose. Yeah. Uh, for you know, and and with with the future in mind as well. It's mm. it's enormous, isn't it? How do it you find is. that? I yeah, and it works really well for me. And the thing is, I I've probably been more places in your country than most Brits. Yeah. So I you know choose the best mode of transport <laughs> to get there, and it's a wonderful thing to be able to to walk. 15 minutes to the train station and be able to get on one train and go all the way to Edinburgh if I'm yes, gigging up there. Ex- exactly. It's fabulous. What, and what, what do you think about the, sort of the prices that are, that are charged? Well, it's, that's something you're going to have to work on in your country because it's <laughs> the most expensive, you know, probably on the planet. And considering that our country's about 40 times the size of this, yes, and we can still get from state to state cheaper <laughs> than you can get from county to county. But listen... You know, you, you, you take the good and the bad with everywhere that you live. And I have to say that the trains that run out here, uh, compared to Southeast and some of these other mm. uh, um, carriers that are having lots of trouble, I never have any trouble with, with, with the trains I need to take from here. So. Excellent. Well, that's, that's really good news. I'm glad it's all sort of, I'm glad that's all kind of working out. Because mm. I, I did work in London myself for a little while, and it, mm-hmm. it could be a right old pain at times. <laughs> especially if you're coming, depending on which time you're coming home as yes. well, it can be a right pain. It can. Um, so, uh, talking about Reading then, how long have you lived in Reading? Uh, this is year two now. Okay, so so you've had a chance to have a little bit of a look around. As you say, you sort of popped in and had a little look around. Yes. What, what would you say your favourite places are? Where's your well, favourite place to chill Well, um, I, I actually like... Um, uh, the fact that the Thames is here. Yes, okay. And so that's one of my favorite places, even in the wintertime or even when it's not so nice weather-wise or whatever. Uh, it's always uh, a nice walk to go to yeah. the train station or to get where I need to go or just to clear my thoughts. That's probably one of my favorite places, whichever direction I go. 
And uh, and then there are some lovely eateries around yep. here, which I tend to frequent quite a bit. The lounge and oh, okay, uh, yes, uh, up around uh, Prospect Street, there's uh, Italian. There's all sorts. It's Greek. I've eaten at just about <laughs> every place there is to eat because there were a lot of times I get home and I cannot be bothered to cook anything. Yeah, and uh, so I, I frequent most of the uh, the eateries <laughs> around here. And and I also kind of hang out there, if you know what I mean, yeah, just yeah. because I, I eat and then I sort of sit and I take in the, the ambiance or whatever it is. And do, you, do you get recognized at all in any of these places? No, so far. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to change after the Ready Pop Festival, but because um, it has happened yeah. to me in many yeah. places I've lived. The good news is that uh, I lived in Salisbury for a time and Basingstoke. In fact, when I lived in Basingstoke, I'd done a gig here. At the Grosvenor uh, oh, on the, casino. On the A33. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but they put this massive poster on the outside <laughs> of the building. And of course, a lot of Bays and Stokians come here to work and they ride the bus yeah. up and down that, that roadway. And a few times I'd be in my local Morrison's or whatever. And, and people are staring at me, and I'm thinking, oh, I've had some spinach in my teeth or something. Why are they staring at me? And finally, a friend told me, there's a huge poster of you on the A33. You can't miss it when you're coming back. Yeah. And that's why people, and after that, people started to, to, to recognize me. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I will confess, I Odyssey, your your band, your, your band, you were, mm-hmm. and that's still the band that's going now. Yes. Um, I must admit, and I shamefully wasn't familiar. But then, my music isn't isn't something that, that is is something that I, I know lots and lots about. Okay. However, um, our friend friend of the podcast, Pete Wheeler, who yes. is booking bands for uh, for the Ready Pop Festival, told mm. me that uh, you were playing Ready Pop Festival, yeah. and that uh, you were an, an American guy who'd come to live in Caversham and had sort of offered to to get involved. Really, had, had kind of kind of come along, uh, contacted him. Or contacted the festival itself and, and wanted to get involved. Is that is that correct? Well, pretty much so. Um, we we kind of I didn't meet him per se, but um, uh, we do have a mutual friend, my my co-producer, uh, who's in London actually. But uh, he was talking about he lived here many moons ago, yeah. apparently before Reading became the beautiful downtown <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Reading that we know it to be today. <laughs> uh, so I think that's kind of how it started. Vaguely, as I recall, we would, we would, he was talking about, oh, this was a couple of years ago, initially, when, uh, when I first yeah. moved here. And he was saying, oh, yeah, Reading. I used to live in Reading and da-da-da. And, and we started sort of talking about Reading in general terms and everything. And, and, and he mentioned, oh, there's some people you can probably meet down there and hook yeah. up with and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't remember how the contact was initiated between Pete and myself. It's been, been a little while now. But um, I think I seem to remember that Andy was sort of my, my co-producer, was the one who kind of just introduced us somehow. I yeah. think it was a, uh, uh, an email kind of thing. Yep. Steve and meet Pete or <laughs> Pete meets Steve or whatever yeah. it was. And, off you go. <laughs> and from there, off we went. So uh, I don't remember who initiated what, but I just thought, well, this is my hometown. I've done it in Basingstoke. I've done it in Salisbury where yeah. I used to live. You know, I've done it everywhere, you know, just to... To, to to just put my little two cents in where I can and to make it known that I'm that I'm here and I'm part of whatever community Fantastic. I'm part of. Yes. So are you, are you familiar with some of the other acts going on before you? Because you're obviously headlining the Friday night on on the Friday night. Are you familiar with some of the other acts before you? I have heard of quite a few of them. Um, I'm not necessarily quite a because I'm a 
even the old geezer that I am, I'm still, a, <laughs> I would dance these kids under the table. Yeah. Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. So I'm still quite the, quite the, the party animal as was. And uh, so a, a lot of names, especially DJ names, you know, yes. oh, I've seen him or I've probably been somewhere. And of course, even in the course of my own gigs and stuff, I come across dozens of DJs and other acts and, you know, especially at festivals like Ready Pop, bigger ones, smaller ones. There are always loads yeah. of people there. So after a while, it can be a bit of a jumble of names, especially a lot of times because of the way these schedules run. You don't even get to meet everybody, <laughs> you know, but you yeah. recognize their name. You see them on the bill, et cetera, et cetera. You run into them somewhere. And then maybe someplace you do actually get to meet them. It's like, oh, yeah, we were on the bill together at the Ready Pop Festival yeah. back in 2018, <laughs> but I never got a chance to come and say hello. Oh, Whatever. That's kind of how it goes. Are you are you familiar with uh, Reading Elvis? Yes, I have. Well, since the Ready Pop Festival, I have been doing little bits of research yeah. here yeah. and there on some of the acts and stuff. I'm not sure if I'm I'm not sure if I will be going to Ready Pop Festival. I hope I am. Um, it's just something you've got to try and work out scheduling and, gotcha. and calendars and stuff. When you when you've got a wife at home, you've got to yes, try and we know. make sure all of these things yes, ma- meld together. You, you know how it is. But I do. Um, yeah, I'd be really excited to see Reading Elvis. I, I can't mm. only imagine how good a sort of an Elvis disco would be. Like just a just mm. that, that that sounds fantastic. So mm. I hope you do get a chance to listen to that, and I hope uh, Dave, who who is Reading Elvis, yes. is able to put on a put on a bit of a show. I, I think um, from what Pete said, it was something he was really really looking forward to doing. Yeah, so, I'd like to check it out. Yeah. Yes, so indeed. so hopefully. Um, so I just wanted to ask you um, on the Ready Pop website. It yes. says uh, we have a real party on our hands for the opening night of this year's festival. And that was referring directly to Odyssey. That was on the, on the page talking mm-hmm. about that. So, just want to see. So, what have you in the band? Have you got anything special planned? Is it just just going to go out there and do the hits, or are you are you going to? Is there some some new stuff? There's some new stuff. There's the hits. You have to do the hits. You There's have to. Some of our favorite covers, which makes it uh, pleasant for us to yeah. do the gig. Yeah. And uh, I think we do have a special treat in mind. We still have to work out the logistics. Okay. But I understand that uh, Pizza arranged for a um, a samba percussion outfit right to come and join us at some point near the end of okay, our set okay well, that sounds exciting and yeah we're actually quite excited about that <laughs> we think that's going to be because uh, usually when it's when we haven't organized it ourselves it's usually dancers yeah. or something like that so the idea of of uh, some percussion and, and things like that which unfortunately I can't afford to carry <laughs> in my band ordinarily yeah, yeah. I would do have somebody playing percussion so the idea of having a whole oh, whole outfit yeah. I'm very excited and I didn't get a chance to ask this when we when I spoke to Suggs two three weeks ago mm-hmm. um, it, you know that was a very a very limited time conversation we've got a little bit longer today okay. I just wonder, when you're when you're out there and you've been you know you've been on the road as long as you have you, mm-hmm. you, you know and you've got you've got a couple of hit songs how do you ever get bored of of that that song? You know, because obviously there will be one or two songs that really made your name. Yeah. But of course, you'll have been singing that song for mm-hmm. maybe twenty, thirty years at times. So how how do you how do you bring yourselves to kind of we're doing that one again? Well, there's two ways that that works actually. First of all, in my particular case, over the decades, I have played with the arrangements of yes. these songs. So what I would will do is. Uh, change the music in such a way uh, without corrupting the melody. Yes. Okay. So people can still sing along with yeah. it exactly as they remember, but the music might be doing yeah. something different. It might be, uh, I, I've done Native New Yorker, one of our first hits. That I, I, I can go through my archives and find maybe five versions of it. 
New Jack Swing version, a house <laughs> version, uh, you know, whatever. Um, so that's one way uh, to, to, to change it up a little bit. The other way is to, um, well, what I mean, not the other way, but every gig is different. So even though it's the same song, uh, each time you do it, yeah. it's just that and I can't describe it for anybody who doesn't know, but I can only say each time you do it, it's that little bit different. Yeah, yeah. That audience reaction, that moment in time, that light <laughs> that wasn't there <laughs> last time. It could be any silly little thing or it could be something major, maybe something that happened that particular yeah. day or, or or the day that you do it on in someone's birthday or whatever. Yeah. It, there's always something slightly different about each time you perform even the same songs over and over again. So um, just, just to finish off, Steve. Odyssey, are they touring currently? Are you touring regularly? Are you are you playing? Are there any dates you've got specifically locally if people can't get to Ready Pop if they want to come and see you? Well, um, I wouldn't call it a tour as such, but uh, we are gigging everywhere yeah. uh, fairly regularly. Um, and uh, the, the closest thing we've got coming up is uh, the Rewind Festival, actually, up on uh, in uh, Henley. Uh, <laughs> take four. Uh, Henley on Thames. Yes. Is that it? Yeah, that's yes. the one. Yes. So you're playing, okay, that's mm. great. That's always a good weekend as well yes, from what I understand. Yes, so, yes. Um, and uh, so the tickets available for that now, I, yes, I think. Yes, they are, yes. And tickets for Ready Pop Festival, you may or may not know this, I'm not sure. I think they, Pete told us they were £30, which seems absolute bargain for an entire weekend Absolutely, of music. Absolutely, yes, indeed. Well worth doing and a, and a very, very worthy cause. Mm-hmm. Um, Ready Pop Festival is 13th to the 15th of July and That's Odyssey right. are playing on the 13th of July, the Friday. That's right, Friday the 13th. Oh, Absolutely. Nothing could possibly go wrong. Absolutely so. not. Um, Steve, it's been absolutely fantastic to talk to you. Thank yes, you very indeed. much for Thank coming in. Thank you for in. having me, Tom. Um, we'll speak soon. Yes, Cheers. indeed, we Thank will, you. my man. Thank you. Hi, this is Steve Colazzo from Odyssey, and you're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. That was uh, Stephen Colazzo from Odyssey. Um, he is quite possibly the nicest and smoothest man I have ever met. He was absolutely fantastic. Um, he when he when he texted me to say he was going to going to be late, he even he even texts my man, which is uh, which for anybody that's interested is M apostrophe M A N. It's just you can just hear him in, in the text. It was fantastic. I may yeah. well start doing it myself. You're not cooler. No, is no. That like JoJo, my man, baby. I have no idea what it's you're a, talking about. It's a, a, like a, a mother and baby shop in Chain Street. Oh, okay. In that case, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a very uncool joke. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to seeing Odyssey. I'm really looking forward to seeing Odyssey. He, 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 he was so cool and he made me feel completely uncool. Um, <laughs> it just, what, a, what a guy. <laughs> what a guy. So, so what we're saying to people is now they can't see Morrissey, they need to go and see Odyssey because Morrissey pulled out playing at Ready, didn't they? Yes, but yeah. this is this is for the Ready Pop Festival though. Morrissey, I don't think, was playing at Ready Pop. No, I know, I understand <laughs> that. But I was just, just their, their name sounds similar. That's what I was getting. At. Uh, <laughs> didn't, didn't can cut it out. <laughs> nope. 
I will, however, send that joke to uh, our mates at Standard Deliver Comedy Club and see if, see if they'll have you on. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> they are pretty much hammering my door after hearing me on the podcast every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, can't, can't now she's having us on. Yeah. A couple of notes about uh, Ready Pop Festival. It raises money for uh, Ready Pop, which is a charity uh, in Reading. Um, and it's on the 13th to the 15th of July at Christchurch Meadows. And tickets are an absolute bargain at £30 for the entire weekend. Uh, on the bill, just, just to pick out a couple of names, you've got Odyssey, who we mentioned, Goldie Looking Chain. I think it's a, it's a version of Goldie Looking Chain are playing. Uh, Reading Elvis is doing a, a DJ set. And uh, Dawn Penn on Sunday night closes things off. Jenny, I think you know about, a bit more about Dawn Penn than Hugh and I do. But I believe I did a little embarrassing rendition <laughs> one pod- podcast many moons ago. I wouldn't be repeating it today. <laughs> and that, but that's amongst many, many more, and it just looks like such a such a great event. So go and have a look at the Ready Pop Festival website um, and, and get your tickets now. Uh, Is there Sean Penn involved? No, no. That's a shame. You must be busy. On to the random question, which this week, Jenny, anybody who doesn't know what the random question is, it's our just attempt to put a little bit of, uh, you know, unscripted element into it. I'd like, I'd like because to raise, everything is so scripted. Yes. I'd like to raise a complaint before this, because you, you were writing out some new random yes. questions earlier, and both of you put some in, yes. and I didn't, so you well, took an form. unfair advantage sent you the form. they are. Yeah, but you were asked to send questions, you were asked and you chose to. not to. I was busy. So. That We're all busy. The manager of Tarlow's train station is not going to write itself, is it? You haven't written it yet. That's really done. Jenny. Oh, <laughs> what have you got? Most influential person you've met in Reading could be a teacher, a barista. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I don't think I've. I don't think any Reading baristas have had a major influence on my life. Shh. They're all listening. <laughs> they are fabulous, but uh, they usually just smile and say good morning. They don't pass on any little pearls of wisdom or anything. Do you need a little time to think? Um, well, you've given a bit of a clue on this with the teacher. So, I mean, I, I did have two very inspiring... Well, I had lots of very inspiring teachers. I can't single any of them out yet. We're going to need a little while to think. Okay. That took quite a lot longer than usual. Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> Most influential person I've met in Reading is probably one of the most influential people in the in the country. In fact, he is. Well, there's no real debate that the Chancellor of the Exchequer is, has quite a lot of influence over. Did you check that casual name drop? Yeah, <laughs> it was Philip Hammond, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, and we went to Microsoft to uh, to meet him there. He was there. For a reason I can't remember. <laughs> it, was, it was something to do with the southeast being a, a booming, booming uh, chancellering or exchequering. Yes, booming uh, success in terms of corporate terms, and he was at Microsoft to as a kind of pinnacle of that sort of thing um, to meet people there and see what they were doing. And then he had a little chat with us about about uh, the local area. We I asked him about um, housing and how very expensive people earn well in Reading but also has the very expensive what the government was going to do to that and he gave the usual answer of get more houses built he had a very odd phrase that he used didn't he he said I think he said that he had issues with affluence yeah the yeah what was it the it was a quite a good little soundbite the something of affluence and saying people getting paid a lot living in areas where it's very very expensive is almost a bad thing because you just spend all your money on your mortgage and and yeah, basically, essentially, trying went through a few things about how the government was trying to make it easier for 
councils to build houses. Uh, it's not the same sort of thing that Reading Council say in the similar sort of meetings about how we, about the government's housing policy, but we won't go into that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's definitely the most influential person I've met. How was he? How was he? He's got a bit of a reputation for being quite um, straight-faced and serious, and he he was. We we the local press we were at last on on his visit and. Perhaps he was looking to get back to being chancellery more than, more than asking answering questions about the local situation in But he was friendly enough. Cool, Jenny. I struggled with this one, and I'm you very did. sorry. <laughs> well, you know, I've met some some people with influence in Reading. I've you know, I've met John Medeski, Sir John, and I've met Melvin Benn, who organises Reading Festival, and I've met. Alok Sharma and Matt Rodder and Rob Wilson when he was MP but I thought I'd actually talk about the people who have had the biggest influence on my life and I have settled on my three little youth school (laughs) English teachers (laughs) 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 who were Mr Hand, Mrs Morgan Russell and Miss Button Um, and they all uh, were fantastic teachers and they all encouraged me to do what I'm doing today and I'm very grateful to them Podcasting, they were ahead of their time Are any of them still there? Um, I but, uh, Yes, Miss Button is now deputy head I believe Miss Morgan Russell's still there I believe Mr Han's still there but I don't know for certain um, but yeah they, they're fab people <laughs> Cheers, Jenny. <laughs> it was quite torturous trying to trying to help you to help you get really it. But it was hard. Good. Who's in, like who's influenced you? Who who have you met that's influential? It's a difficult question. Oh. It's uh, it's interesting. You highlighted your teachers when you took about the same length of time as an A level English exam to come up with an answer, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, I believe it was three hours when I. Did. <laughs> um, Thanks, guys. Uh, events this week, Jenny? What have we got? Yes, we've got quite a bit going on. Uh, first of all, all week, it launched on Monday, but it's carrying on over the weekend. Jelly, Reading's art charity, it's based in the town centre, is holding its fifth annual Open for Art Festival. I'm not going to go into all the events they're doing because there are dozens and dozens of them. But take a look at Open for Art website or take a look at Get Reading. We've got a big, long list of some highlights that we've picked out. Um, there are, yeah, like I say, dozens of events happening across the town centre this weekend as part of the Open for Art Festival. Uh, we've also got, of course, Henley Regatta, which launched on Wednesday and is going on across the weekend. We've got the semi-finals on Saturday and the finals on Sunday. So if you are looking for something a bit different to do, you can just go and sit out is along that, the banks of the River Thames and watch boats race by. Is that in the rowing or the brightly coloured chinos competition? <laughs> Both of which are fiercely contested. The only competition is the rowing, but the brightly coloured chinos will be spotted far and wide. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of other things going on. Um, we Station Hill, uh, yep. the the pop up bar at Station Hill, is hosting a Raver Tops outdoor party. So if you've got small kids, um, you may have heard of these baby raves that happen various spots across the country um, it's like that but it's going to be a bit more of a festival vibe because it's going to be outside that's happening on Saturday tickets are a bit pricey for a family event I think it's £9 for kids and £11 for adults um, but if you do fancy that that's going on and we've also got um, at Palmer Park on Sunday 
an event called Desi Mela, which is an Indian circus um, and fun fair and carnival, lots of family-friendly events going on there, and that's a bit more friendly on the purse strings as well. That's £3 for adults. And I think they said 50p for children who are wow. attending with an cool. adult. Cool. Oh, right. So, um, so, what about yeah. children that are attending without an adult? Oh, I don't think they should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's... that's uh, a bit about what's going on this weekend. There's obviously a lot more going on. Take a look at Get Reading for all the latest. Thanks, Jenny. Um, okay, if you are enjoying our prattlings about Reading, uh, and if you've come this far, then we assume you must be, please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episodes every Friday morning. Uh, they usually go up about 6am. Uh, if you want to get involved in the show, you can find us on Twitter, Real Reading Pod. Look us up on Facebook by searching Real Reading Podcast or on Instagram, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, depending on what you call it. Um, if you know anyone you think would be great to interview for the podcast, please do let us know. The only prerequisite is that they must live or work in the town, and most importantly, they must love Reading. Uh, that's all for now. We will see you in a week. Bye! Bye. Hi, this is Steve Colazzo from Odyssey, and you're listening to The Real Reading Podcast.